to the right. Mariota drops. Steps up. He can run a long way. Transatlantic Titans light tonight. Um, just two of us. Um, we're just we're just gonna have a have a chat. Too many people ill at the moment. Not COVID related, but um, just sort of fluey colds. It's that time of year, including yourself, Miles. But at least you've got the decency to turn up. Um, other than that, how are you? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. I think we've done the opposite of the Titans, where we seem to have uh, our uh, all of us have sort of caught illnesses after the bye week, whereas Titans seem to be getting a little bit healthier. So. Hopefully that continues for them anyway, and we'll, we'll we'll plod along here. At least I'm not having to play any football. I can stay in bed all day. <laughs> I mean, it's be- selflessly, it's better that way round. I think everyone would agree. Um, we'd rather have healthy Tennessee Titans than ourselves. Um, it was well, the the Jags were perhaps the game we needed after a couple of iffy ones, followed by the bye week, um, a twenty to nothing win to move ourselves to nine and four. It didn't feel didn't feel like it was any doubt for me from pretty early on. Um, you were confident from the start, I guess. Yeah, I mean, coming up against a team where the sort of coaches arguing with his players, or apparently the quarterback and running backs uh, don't mm. agree with his opinion, uh, is always a nice team to come up against. And I think it was overall it was a pretty professional performance which is exactly what we said we needed we just needed a low turnover game from ourselves just to make sure that um yeah we just we just done stuck to basics which is all we really needed to do in the game the offense didn't um sort of explode at any point and didn't look like it was over over dominant but the Jags defense have stepped up a few times the past few uh weeks but no they, they looked completely fine I think it was it was comfortable very early on and uh yeah, nice, nice professional performance, which is what you want to see after a bye week. You don't want to see any sort of like mistakes or trying to do anything that's sort of risky, shall we say, against a team like the Jags. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. I mean, there, there was some nervousness, I think, from some going into the game just because of how the Titans have looked. We've been so depleted with injuries um, before the bye. Um, we saw how it looked against the Texans and, and New England to a certain extent, who are obviously better opposition. Uh, but you know, still not having Derek Henry back, not having AJ Brown. We had the boost that Julio was back. Um, some more bodies on defense, uh, but it still felt like you know there was a 
potential sort of banana skill element to it. Um, but with with the Jags stuff, with the Jags distractions for the second time, uh, the first time we played them, it was uh, the the bar video for <laughs> Urban Meyer. And um, <laughs> this this time it's just him being a complete moron. I can't imagine what it's like to work for the guy, just toxic. But um, you, despite all that, you sort of sense that, oh, that's classic um, Titans slip up <laughs> just when things look really bleak for the opposition. But from the, from the word go, you know, the first, you know, we had the ball to start, the Jags deferred, um, but that first drive looked excellent. Um, the, the Jags defense, I don't think is terrible. I think it's, there's some weaknesses in the secondary, but up front they're okay. And they were getting a bit of pressure, but we we moved the ball early on, um, both in the air and on the ground. And you know, scoring a touchdown from the first drive always helps. Uh, but from then it looked just looked kind of comfortable, and we didn't need to to take any risks. You know, zero turnovers and Trevor Lawrence three four interceptions. That that's a big difference in the game. Although the sort of a running joke that we weren't scoring points of those turnovers, but we were scoring points or punts or wherever they come. It was it was enough and the Jags never got got close to to scoring. Um a few voices about the offense and you know, wanting it to do more, uh, wanting Tanil to throw the ball deep a bit more, wanting a bit more from Julio. I mean I'd have liked to see a bit more from Julio. But actually it's a good game plan. And we just did what we had to do without with taking risks, without getting people hurt. Um, I think I can't think of too much negative to say. Um, obviously, Greg Kett's not here. Um, we've got you know, um, two more positive people. Well, like any two people would be more positive. Um, but yeah, do you, do you disagree with any of that? No, I mean, if if you want me to take the uh, the role of Greg, I can try and pick apart that sometimes there was some. <laughs> So there were maybe one too many hits on Tannehill. The line at times showed a little bit of weakness. I mean, I think there was one moment where I think it was Wilson for the Jags. Their number 54 had a complete free hit on Tannehill, which, you know, some linebackers in that situation completely try and wipe out your quarterback. Tannehill was quite lucky to sort of just curl up into a ball and take the hit, which was quite fortunate. Um, but I mean, no, like you said, it was it was good to see Julio was on the field. I think we all agree that the real like sort of like thing we would have loved to see for the game is a Julio touchdown just as a little bit of a confidence thing but seeing him on the field was more than enough for me in this game and I mean seeing uh Racy take the uh eight, eight, eight one <laughs> on. I couldn't I couldn't work out how that was I thought 81 who's eight, who's 81 I thought, I thought Johnny Smith had been <laughs> loaned in for a week and especially the play that was called as well it was a it was a very Johnny play but no I, I agree with what you're saying in that yeah, the, sometimes the offense looked a little bit sort of, well, we could have been trying to press a bit more. But if you're not needing to, especially, I mean, second half, I four interceptions on the on the quarterback and so much pressure on him. I mean, Landry again stepping up and all the older guys getting involved. It's nice. I mean, I was saying that there was like four interceptions and none of them were fired, which is almost a shock, I think, for the Titans defense. <laughs> but to see that everyone's getting their hands on the ball in terms of... Uh, Make a play, even Buster Screen, which I saw, uh, I think it was Dom on Twitter was saying it'd be really nice to see Buster Screen break up a screen play, but it'd be <laughs> even nicer to see what he'd done and he made a nice interception. So, yeah, no, yeah. I think, um, like we we're saying, it was a, it was a professional game that we didn't need to do much to win that game. 
and I think that we, we got the points where needed to, and then we sort of took our foot off the gas pedal a little bit, which when the defence is going to keep on trying for the Jags, you're going to see some more pressure on Tannehill. It's almost like we were playing at 50% and they were playing closer to 100. Well, maybe not on offence, but yeah, defensively, think, you can see they're playing for their coaches. Yeah, def- definitely. I, th- I think if we'd really pushed it, uh, we could have you know, perhaps doubled the score, um, but maybe at a risk of of conceding a few points or the old turnover or something. But there were a couple of times where like, we sort of punted from fourth and two around midfield, I think, and they thought, think, well, another day you might go for that. But actually, we didn't need to, um, just to minimise the snaps of certain people. I mean, Julio, I kind of felt that when he was on the field, the offence was more productive. He wasn't necessarily getting the ball, but he was getting the attention um, and the limited snap count. And he, he played less and less throughout the game. And that kind of meant the offence was a bit less productive. Um, running game, OK. I mean, For- Foreman sort of got knock and missed some of the second half. And I think he's, I mean, he's all right, it seems. Um, Hillier didn't look as, as effective. Um, but you know, there was... There was stuff there. There was there was enough. Obviously, Tannehill with his his legs as usual, and it just yeah, it just felt kind of kind of routine, which is weird, and we're not used to that. We're used to stress and yeah, heartache. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think everyone has said in our uh, WhatsApp group that they, they actually enjoyed watching the game, and I bet it's been yeah. a long time since they've all uh, we've all agreed that actually. Do you know what? That was a very enjoyable game, and there was very. I think you could tell quite early on in the game that, that it was going to be pretty, pretty stress-free. And um, I mean, with the running game, yeah, Foreman sort of—I I don't know what, if I'm going to say he's stepped up or he's done what he's needed to do. I mean, no one was expecting him to come in and get anywhere near the sort of results that we were getting out of Henry. It's a completely different player. And again, in the game with the with the offensive line, if, if you should sort of switch off a little bit, there's going to be, if the defence is not trying more, but if we've took our foot off the gas, there's going to be less holes and less opportunities for players that aren't of Henry's quality, that aren't going to be making the plays. So, Bormann got his touchdown. It was it was a decent run. And Tannehill doing what he was doing. To, it's The one thing I need to see from the team now is next week we've got a much, I'd say, more difficult game in terms of, what we expect from a defence, I think there should be a lot more in front of us, so we need to see what our offence is going to do. So hopefully they haven't sort of took off the foot off the pedal too much where it's they just went into autopilot and they can't carry it into next week. I think it felt about right. Defense defensively were so good. And there was there was more there was more energy. It was like like it was a few weeks ago. And you know, Bud Dupree still to come back obviously. But other than that, personnel was okay. I mean we uh, Jenkins didn't play, uh, Janoris, um, and I didn't feel that I didn't feel that we missed him one bit. And Buster Screen got that pick. Obviously, Fulton got a pick as well, which I particularly enjoyed after uh, a Jay Feely on commentary saying that Trevor Lawrence had said they were going to target him. What target our our best cornerback? Sure, I was going to say it's himself. a bold strategy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. go ahead. <laughs> but very much enjoyed that Jay, Jay on Brown's pick with which. He had no right to bring that one in. Um, no, just slowly backing away and sort of one-handed just collecting it. It was uh, now it's like that's the thing I like. I said I enjoyed that it wasn't just Bide making the. It seems that so week in week out when it is these interceptions, it always seems to Bide all the obvious names, and it's nice to hear that 
other names are going to build. And it's only going to boost your confidence on defense to to carry on into the next few games as well. So, um, yeah, long may, may continue. And, yeah, if people are going to sort of say that they're going to target our uh, our best cornerback, then feel Good. free to. It's, it's, it's <laughs> at their own risk, yeah. And it, it's going to be tougher against Pittsburgh for sure. Um, but I think you know, the Big Ben is... <laughs> On his way out, arguably, um, it's, his, it's they've announced it's his last season. Uh, but I mean, I, I watched their game against the Vikings last week, which was Thursday. So they've got kind of a mini buy after that. Um, they looked like they went a long way behind in that game, but they had signs of life and they kind of came back into it. And their offense could get the get the ball moving with sort of those quick throws. Uh, but I'd, I'd still back us to be better than them with what we've got. Um, and oh, yeah. uh, a couple of players coming back, hopefully. Um, it shouldn't, you know, they're not the Jags. They'll be a tougher opposition. Obviously, they'll be up in their own backyard as well. But I, yeah, I, I'm backing us here. Oh, 100%. I mean, dare I say, I'm actually more threatened by what the Jags have on offense than the Steelers in terms of the fact that. Trevor Lawrence has a bit of mobility about him. At the moment, Ben Roethlisberger is just a sitting duck there behind an offensive line that really isn't protecting him that well at the moment. I mean, it wasn't just the Vikings game. The game before that, I can't remember who they played, but they're very much scoring their their touchdowns very late in the game. They're very much sort of, they're coming into the game late and scrapping and making games a little closer than they are because really they're really struggling. And even defensively, I mean, with the exception of Watt, who's having a brilliant season, People like Fitz, uh, I was going to say Fitzpatrick, that sounds right. Mika Fitzpatrick, it does mm. sound right. Um, and other players on the defence really haven't been stepping up. And, and Najee Harris is having a good rookie season from, but honestly, I'd actually rather go up against a rookie Trevor Lawrence than current Roethlisberger, just because of his lack of movement, which you saw in the game we've just had, that the amount of pressure that we can still get towards the quarterback. And when it's a quarterback that's not moving, I think we really struggle against mobile quarterbacks, as we've seen with the first game of the season when it came to um, Arizona's quarterback, who I've randomly forgot. But then even against Tyrod Taylor, we just struggle against mobile quarterbacks. That's just the way our offense is for some reason. I, I feel mean, they're, more they're, confident. They're going to they're gonna get as many quick throws out as they possibly can against us. Yeah, that that's that's the way to counter it. I think we'll see we'll see a lot of screens, a lot of short passes, quick passes. And the game a year ago, that worked pretty well against us. Um, but the difference between think, now and then is our, our defence is it's exactly. just so much better. It's, it's a completely different defence in terms of how to perform. I remember like how, how many third downs we give away. It was, it was almost embarrassing. Well, it was embarrassing. It wasn't almost embarrassing. Whereas I think this time we're getting so much more pressure up front that even when they're doing the quick throws, we've got such good press with our cornerbacks and our DBs that it's... To me, it's not a worry. I think the concern that we do have is they have players like Deontay Johnson who can go deep, which at the start of the season was a big worry for us, where quarterbacks just felt like they could chuck the ball up and they were making plays every time. I feel like the the way that Bayard's continued to shine this season and I think more of how much he trusts the players around him, that's really sorted itself out recently. We're, we're getting beat much less. I know Treadwell had a play in the Jags game, but other than that, that was their only real play a deep play, so we've really stepped up on that as well, which I think is another weapon that we're taking away from Roethlisberger, so I'm just as confident for this game as, as we would be the Jags. It's it's the it's the following game I'm more concerned about. Obviously, we'll 
discuss that in a, in a week's time. But um, but no, to to me, the the Steelers are they're there for the taking for sure, and I, I agree with you. There's there's no reason to not be confident about the game. And we don't. I mean, looking at the where we are overall, nine and four. I don't feel like it's it's a must win if we're considering the chance of getting the number one seed in the AFC, which is we still need help to do that regardless. Um, and I think realistically, if we're going to get that, we have to win all but one of the remaining games, possibly even all of them. And so, but it's not, I don't feel the pressure as if the playoffs, the playoff berths up for grabs because of the, the way things are with the AFC South. Um, so, the Colts play the Patriots, and that's actually Saturday. A, that, that's a huge game as well, I was going to say, because that, that's one of them. Where if the Colts win that, then we're there like, well, hold on, number one seed's there for the taking. But then if the it's Patriots, a, it's a weird win one. It, I don't know. I don't know who to support. Yeah. Like, <laughs> can we can we go for the draw? It's, just, it's such a difficult thing to try and bank on. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's like, what is actually more? To me, I think getting into the playoffs. Uh, the number one seed would be really, really nice. But at the same time, I feel like getting players back like Brown and Henry, having not had all their mileage on them this season, granted they're coming back from injury, so it's all about the rehab work. But going, with them going into the players with less of the mileage on them from this season, there aren't many teams, I I, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm overly confident, but there aren't that many teams that I generally fear based on what I've seen this year from the AFC. The I'm, I'm more filth- the teams that we feared, we've beaten. Exactly. <laughs> so um, we've we've got we've got enough there to show that we shouldn't be worried about who we come up against in the playoffs. Um, I mean, looking at the fixtures, other than the 49ers, I think all the teams are more than beatable that we've got left. So there's no reason that we can't win all the remaining games. But at the same time, how much of a risk do we take on players like Julio? And or do we think right we need to keep them on this um, count and wait for the playoffs time. It, it's I mean, I'm glad I don't get paid to do it to a point because <laughs> it, it's sort of whatever you do, you're probably going to make the wrong decision and, or you're going to upset someone or you never know. But so, to me, I think the playoffs, I'm not saying they're guaranteed, but we're basically in now and we just need to um, get some players back off the uh, injury chart and just keep plumbing along. And I think we'll be, we'll be fine to go deep into the playoffs. And we can actually clinch a playoff berth this weekend if certain results go our way, which is yeah. quite something with still another three three games to go. I don't remember. I mean, I, maybe 2008, we had a similar thing going on with that. Um, and then you're playing, after that, you're then playing for the bye in the number one seed. Uh, that, that could be how it goes. It's weird that because the Colts-Patriots game is on the Saturday, we'll, we'll know um, going into our game how that's gone. Um, obviously we're trying to win it regardless but it kind of I feel a bit it's a bit annoying that one of those teams has to win but at the same time one of them has one of them has to lose so there'll be a positive from whichever way around that goes either we'll be the AFC South's all but nailed on and we'll be able to clinch that or that opportunity for the number one seed <laughs> opens up so yeah there, there are uh, heights to be reached um, regardless. Yeah, I, think, of... I think the Patriots might have the Bills again as well. They do. I'm not sure if that's yeah. right. So, again, there's an argument to say well, if we think if we're going to back against the Patriots and we want the Colts and the Bills to win, which it's, it's not impossible. Listen, the Patriots are, I mean, to me, Belichick 
I don't want to say should get it, but should probably get coach of the year for what he's managed to do um, with that team, which apparently he hasn't won since 2011 or something like that, or 2010, which I was shocked by. But Wow, that's, that's astonishing. I, I, yeah, they were saying like he's won it, I think, three times. Considering everything he's done, he's only ever actually won it like three times or or something along them lines. Or six, anyway, so it's been a while. But... If if they've got to go on and play the Colts and they've got to play the Bills, there's nothing to say they won't come away with two losses there. And if we've only got to go up against like the Steelers and the 49ers, it's we've definitely got the easier fixture list. So it depends. It's stick or twist situation, isn't it for the for the coaches? It's it's would we rather be fresher going into the playoffs or would we rather get that number one seed? Yeah, um... definitely a Twitter poll. <laughs> well, I mean, it would. Yeah, it won't be. Obviously, we can want what we want, but it won't be up to us um, how that game goes. We just uh, we just react in the in the best way we can. We just keep the Titans keep winning. Uh, the the world is our oyster. The playoffs of the bye are our oyster. Um, I've, I'm weirdly bullish. Um, if Greg was here, he'd have just talked us right down from all this stuff. We're going to lose to the Steelers. We won't beat the Niners. Um, we'll limp into the playoffs, maybe. Um, I can, uh, yeah, he'll be screaming at his uh, listening device whenever he hears this, I'm sure. But, yeah, it's, uh, we've got Nansen Romo on Sunday, by the way, first time this year. Yeah, I I was going to say, part of me thought, oh, that would be quite enjoyable, but then every time I've listened, and it's pretty much every Kansas game, let's be honest, I've just heard Romo go on and on about Mahomes and stuff. I've, I've had moments where I've grown quite sick of Romo, it was it was whoa, exciting. Whoa, whoa. I know, I know. There's it could be on Titans, but controversially, I enjoyed him at the start where he was calling plays of what the quarterback was gonna do. That was great. That was really enjoyable. Now I'm just sick of hearing his, his same old opinion over. I think it's because I've grown to realize that I strongly dislike players like Mahomes and Josh Allen, who when they get hit by a defensive lineman just start crying to the referee. And I think I've I have a strong dislike now towards a lot of the uh, high-paid, young, overprivileged quarterbacks. That, that seems to be a thing. I don't. This is def, this is not Tennessee Titans related at all, is it? But <laughs> like in the, you know, Peyton Manning never did that, or Jim anyone back in the day. You know, it's just a recent thing, and it's it's ah the sort of this entitlement that they feel that they've got this sense of I don't know um, Mahomes is the main one and it, you know, don't don't get me wrong his play is absolutely incredible he's brilliant to watch you know, same with same with Josh Allen and um, but they yeah they both love a love a bit of a whinge and putting pressure on the officials to make decisions go their way and considering their guaranteed earnings on their contracts it's not like if they do happen to get one of these big hits that wipes out their career suddenly they're going to financially struggle for the rest of their lives. Yeah. I'm sure they'll be perfectly fine. But no, yeah, it's def- definitely for a future non-Titans along with uh, wide receivers that spend four days celebrating a first down. <laughs> and, it, and it might well be sure my age, and I'm barely old enough to say that sentence, but just seeing all these young wide receivers doing, pointing downfield and doing a little dance. Oh, man. Yep. <laughs> I- but- doesn't Arguably happen at the Titans Chase, until Chase Claypool cost his team a win. Yep. Yeah. Just wait for Racy when he gets a first down next week and he does it, and then suddenly I love it. But for the <laughs> time being, I, I haven't don't seen think, him do it. I don't think we've seen much of that from the Titans, which I'm proud of. 
You don't see that from Tannehill. No, we finger roll into the end zone. That's cool. (laughs) Oh, shout out to the Ben Jones cartwheel, by the way. Oh, send him to the Olympics for gymnastics. Or (laughs) I love seeing big men, big men make moves. (laughs) It was. I mean, I don't. Do you think he planned it? I'd love to know. Sometimes you just sometimes you just get excited and you just do whatever your body's telling you to do, and he's decided to tell him to do that. If Ben Jones' body is telling him to do that, then he's playing in the wrong position. Oh my! <laughs> my body does that sometimes, but it's never going to happen. <laughs> at least has, at least he has the ability to do it. Uh, I did see something on Twitter. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but trying to get people to film themselves doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not about to partake. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Should we should we wrap this up with uh, anything non anything else non Titans related um, other than other than Chase Claypool? Um, I do, well, I'm guessing if you've you've not been well for a few days, not too much has happened. But I'm sure there's something on your mind. Yeah, I was going to say other than spending four days in bed, living off I was saying before, living off yogurts and Lemsip tablets. Um, it's not been an exciting few days apart from just watching sport all the time, which let's be honest, isn't much different to what I normally do. It's just, <laughs> it's affected my, my snacking while I'm doing it. Um, I think mine's the same every year at this time of year where I have a really big hatred of, um, companies having adverts of classic 80s songs that have been covered with a really feminine, um, voice i think the power of love was the first and basically john lewis adverts where they, <laughs> where they convert a song and i think uh, it might be tears for fears everybody wants to rule the world or something like that and oh, these uh, are all songs that i absolutely yeah and they get butchered yeah, every yeah. single year and it's i can't not, remember it's, not that that. One, I'm sure... it's, it's uh mad world i think oh yeah. it's, it's just every single time i hear them it, it it breaks me a little bit and uh yeah so I guess I can't really say shout out to John Lewis to stop this because I'm sure they're avid listeners. Um, but it's just how much I, I dislike all the, I, I guess it's just Christmas adverts in general. People trying to make their adverts a little bit popular by doing something that isn't new. It's been done for years where they just, yeah. So I, I mainly I just wanted to say how much I, I, I dislike covers, Christmas covers of 80s classics. Mm-hmm. Stop it. And that's the main thing that's been growing my kids, to be honest, other than that. Um just waiting for my 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 throat to not be blocked and my nose to not be blocked and be able to sleep and not have a temperature. But hey, there's there's people who've got to what's which I mean, listen, I'm here though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um and that's noted. <laughs> um I've what can I finish off with? I mean it, it's my daughter well, this is sort of COVID related and a lot of things, you know, we've got back to a relatively normal life. Again, travel isn't normal quite yet. As, as we know, I'm going to find out about that. Um, I'm planning to see my, my sister and her kids and her husband for Christmas in Austria and um, all being well. Um, and that's not normal. There's inconvenience around travel and I kind of get that, but largely our lives are relatively normal. Like masks and stuff are there to try and keep things normal. And it's, the last six, nine months, things have been kind of open again. Uh, but one byproduct, which has sort of saddened me, is my daughter, who's six, and she had her nativity play at school today, and we couldn't attend. 
Um, so that's that's something that the school haven't been able to do safely. So no parents okay. have uh, have gone to see that. And she so that and it will be the the only proper one she'll ever do. They'll have other other shows as she gets older. There's, they filmed mm. it. There's gonna there's gonna be a DVD and everything. But missing out on that sucks. Basically, I, I was just thinking because um, my niece has literally just had her as well. But I'm pretty sure that they they left it open for everyone to go. I, I don't know what sort of rules they put in place yeah i don't think um, it was uh there's anything set by the by government school. on this yeah, yeah, yeah i think it was uh the schools themselves and and maybe this depends on the size of the hall and the, how people are spaced out and all the rest of it but they just yeah they just felt that it, they couldn't do it safely so um well i haven't no, seen it, it yet but uh, it'll be it, yeah i was just going to say it's it's one of them where i think in years to hopefully it's come people will say like when they they lived through the pandemic and they would say like things that like like little things that like, I, mean, I i always think about every time i, I nip to the obviously prior to this week when i'd used to nip to the shop and they've obviously brought back the mask rule the amount of times i've forgotten nipped into the co-op and that blind panic of thinking that you don't have a mask on you and sometimes when i've literally had to go back home just to collect the mask to be able to go back into a shop just to get like a bottle of pepsi it's all it's all starting off again, but ho- hopefully, like you were saying, this side of Christmas anyway, it sort of stays relatively normal where you'll be able to travel and stuff. But it's, yeah, it, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, last yeah. While they figure out Omicron, we might have a bit of a step back before we step forward again. I don't, I don't think we're we're going to go back to anything like we were or anything. It's, but it's just um, we're just going to have to live with this thing for a while longer, aren't we? So. Yeah, there, as long, there as, long we as go. the NFL players are looking after themselves and get, or getting uh, the jabs and stuff, so we at least have stuff to watch if we're all at home. <laughs> exactly. If we're all going to be, if we're all going to be kept inside, because I've seen it's affecting the Premier League now. A few Premier League games are starting to get postponed with it. And you know, like, right, okay. But if 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 you get rid of sport and I'm stuck at home, then I'm going to start panicking because there's only so many things that I have in my life. <laughs> Yeah, I think <laughs> hopefully that'll all settle down pretty pretty quick. There might be the odd the odd team gets an outbreak here and there, but uh, they'll it'll be gone as quickly as it as it comes in each case. Hopefully, um, you know, Tottenham might end up with six games in hand in the new year, but they'll play them at some point. Yeah, yeah the, the the thing with the thing with the with Europe is interesting with Spurs. So has it got to go to oh, like a tribunal yeah, but... to get rewritten? <laughs> You're just going to get kicked out of a tournament, aren't you? But I think that's what they want. I don't know. Yeah, I just just, just just do it. We didn't get knocked out because we weren't good enough. It's because of the tribunal and because of all this instead. Yeah, it's very clear that they're not that bothered. No. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, cool. All good. Um, yeah, that oh, wrap it up there. I reckon. Uh, fingers crossed. We'll beat the Steelers. I, I might not be. Might depending on when we record. Probably won't be here next week. But hopefully somebody will. And. Uh, We'll speak to you between the Steelers and the the 49ers before, uh, yeah, and that'll be Christmas. So, yeah, hopefully 10 and 4 next week. Um, Go well, tighten up. Tighten up.